Hello and welcome back to the EC Daily Devotional Podcast. I'm Pastor Aaron Case, and I am really excited for the content that we're going to be covering today in our time together. Uh, it's hard to believe, but even though this year seems to just have begun, after our time together, we are going to have covered four books of the Bible already. That's awesome. I hope you're doing well. hope you're hanging in there with us. Uh, be sure to share this podcast to others. Get them on board with us as we walk through the Word. You don't have to be from Eden Chapel. We have so many people from all around who have been joining us through this journey. And we pray that this has been a, a blessing to you. Well, in yesterday's reading, before we get into our time together today, we covered the travelings of Israel as they journeyed out of Egypt. And basically, we got a good review of all they, that went on and during those years of wandering and traveling. And we also um, saw God's command to drive out the inhabitants of the land, namely uh, Moab, um, that were before the children of Israel as they made their way to the land that he had promised to them. And then in chapters 30, well, chapter 34, we read about the boundaries set up for the tribes, and we got a list of those chiefs or the leaders of the tribes. And then today we're on to chapter 35, where we see that a city was to be set aside, or cities, um, and we see the size of them and, and how they're laid out and where they are to be. And these are cities that were set aside for the Levites. And it's not a very deep truth to understand that everyone needs a place to live. That's that's kind of an important thing, right? And we see something else here that I really want to take some time to look into, something that's really important that that we see that's applicable um, in many places in Scripture, but it always leads us to understanding a deeper truth, and that is those cities where the Levites were to be were the cities of refuge. That's what they're known at, known as. And this is the place where someone who accidentally killed another person or who wanted uh, a trial, a fair trial, could go to avoid the avenger of blood. So the manslayer, the person who committed the crime potentially or, or actually, could flee to one of these places to avoid the avenger of blood. The avenger of blood was, generally speaking, a close member of the family of the victim, and they would be tasked with bringing justice to the whole situation, okay? Now, something that we do want to remember is that there was another thing that someone could do if they had committed a crime, again, potentially or actually, and we see this with Joab, and I can't remember, maybe you will, the other person who was guilty of this, but they would go and grab onto the horns of the altar, right? In my opinion, I, I'm not positive to understand, but I think when you can't get away quick enough to one of the cities, you would go in and you would do that and then seek some sort of justice. Generally speaking, that didn't end well for you. Um, but one thing I want to make clear before we continue on looking through this is that on the testimony of two or more witnesses, a verdict would be given. So what does that mean? And what does that mean for justice today? That means if there was only one, and even if you were guilty, you would go away. You would be free. And we think about that. We think, oh my goodness, you know, how, how, does, how does that even happen? I mean, why would God allow that? 
Well, this is this is something that we've lost during our time together today. We're going to learn about a few things like that. But the thing about the Lord is, is He will avenge. Justice will be served. In a world today where most are naturalistic and don't believe in the supernatural and try to place God on the back burner, although they borrow from our worldview to make sense of this world, they must have vengeance. They must have justice in this life. But God says if there is not enough uh, witnesses, credible witnesses, then the person can walk. But guess what? If it's in this life or not, they will stand before him. Right? This is where, as Christians, we can say, even if evil men and women went all the way through this life and they seem to have the good things of life, like like the psalm writer sees, they, see, they seem to never answer for their sin. Well, what do we know? This life is a vapor, and they will absolutely answer for their sin in a more terrible way than any justice that they could experience on this earth, Right? And so this is what we rest in as Christians, right? So, so that's, that's one thing in regards to the two witnesses. But Scripture also teaches something very important here that I think we need to contemplate deeply for just a second at least and maybe throughout our entire day. We learned in God's Word, and we see this all over the place, that innocent blood spilled was a curse upon a land until justice was served. That's why... When it's a cut-and-dry case, the perpetrator was to be put to death. And I don't believe that stops being true today. And I, and I do also think that it's interesting of how so many of us cry out for the blessings of God. God bless America. God bless this. God bless that. When the blood of over 60 million of the most innocent people have been spilled in our land. I know it's heavy if you're listening this morning, but it's the truth, and we need to hear it. How is it that we don't believe that we deserve God's judgment? This is why we need to seek repentance, because life matters to the Lord. Justice matters to the Lord. He's a just God. So I would say this. If, if you've been guilty in this area, turn to Christ. He will forgive you. But that does not change the truth of the matter that we need to repent of this great sin rather than turn a blind eye to it. We need to fight for those who are going and being led to the slaughter in the name of choice. We need to stand up for the helpless because it pleases the Lord and it honors Him. So, one of the, continuing on, one of the things that is, that is important here is that there is to be no ransom paid for the murderer because he has to be put to death. This is the person who it's been clear. There is witnesses. There is no denial. All of those things. Um, if it's sure that he has done this, they're put to death. No questions about it. Not put them in jail, give them college, pay for them millions and millions of dollars for the rest of our lives. No, it's to put them to death. And, and this is something, again, where, where an eye of an, against, against all, <laughs> an eye for an eye needs to be employed. Because blood defiles and pollutes the land. And we're denying justice for the people who <laughs> were sinned against. 
and we deny what the Lord has clearly said. Yes, I do believe that there should be a gospel proclamation. I, I believe the person should have an opportunity to repent of their sin, but they also should answer to that, answer for that sin. They should understand that what God has said matters, and that should be a testimony to those around that if you mess around with God's commands, then you have to pay with your life. This is, this is what we're missing today, and so many, again, are denied justice because we have denied what the Lord has clearly said. So, in chapter 36, the heading tells us about the marriage of female heirs. And my last time with you, if you're caught up or if you remember listening and reading, uh, we covered what happens when a man, in this case, Salophahad, had passed away and he had no sons to be the heir of his inheritance. And today we're getting further instructions because more issues were caused from that happening, right? right? We, you remember we had an answer, but there's some more muddiness to this that there needs to become clarity for. The question was given, okay, if they are given an inheritance, these daughters of, of Zelophehad, and they marry into another tribe, then the inheritance of their father go to the other tribe. Man, can you see how much there needs to be wisdom here? <laughs> how much discernment needs to be given in this situation? So the Lord says, they shall marry within their tribe so as to keep the inheritance where it belongs. An incorruptible inheritance, you might say. It kind of reminds us of something, doesn't it? Christian, what do you have in Christ? What is ours because of the good gifts of our Lord? Man, let's, let's end our time by reading a passage that there is no other way to explain it, but is just complete and absolute fire. Let this encourage you today and at all times. If you're struggling, if you, if you have troubles where you're denying uh, grace that is absolutely evident in your life, or, or you're just in a time of darkness, or even if, even if you're doing well, like this scripture is for you. And it is 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 3 through 5 is what we're going to look at. And it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and, unde and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. My goodness, that is good news. That's a sealed salvation. That's a secure inheritance. God caused us to be born again. Man, he, he did the work. He came to us. So many want to brag about all that they have done. No, it is about what the Lord has done. And my child, my friend, my brother, my sister, listen to me closely. God is guarding your salvation. Your feelings do not dictate your standing with God. Can we take a moment to praise him for that? Let's thank him for his good grace. And let's walk today obedient because this is the God who's purchased us. 
Go and be blessed, church. We love you, and, and we just thank you for this time together. Until tomorrow, see you.